Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, October 22nd. S&P futures and NASDAQ futures are both off about the same amount. That's about 30 basis points. That works out to about 11 points for the S&P futures. The major European indices are trading down about 60 to 70 basis points. The weakness in Europe is relatively broad. And most of Asia finished in the red as well, although there were a few pockets of green, including Hong Kong and Taiwan. So in terms of the macro framework this morning, um, it's going to sound very similar to yesterday. So just looking at all the key buckets of news, fiscal stimulus, again, the odds of anything happening before the election are very, very, very small. Trump sent around a tweet last night, which appeared to be a tacit acknowledgement that there will not be action before the election. Pelosi also suggested that the vote may have to wait until after the election. Talks are continuing between the House and the White House. Um, Mnuchin and Pelosi spokesmen both sounded optimistic that they are narrowing their differences. Um, However, again, you still have an enormous discrepancy between Senate Republicans and the House, not just numerically, but also philosophically about what is contained in this um, stimulus bill, as well as the sums of money being spent. So as has been the case for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, the politics just don't allow for a vote on an enormous stimulus bill this close to an election that could dramatically alter the power structure of Washington. All that being said, you are very likely to get action after the election. So we're just a couple of weeks away. It's really, um, you know, it, it's it's a silly argument to be having at this point, whether or not you get something now or you get something in November. Um, there will be stimulus. It's just a question of when, not if. Um, and again, what, how much stimulus will come down to what happens on uh, November 3rd. So you continue to have Biden with relatively commanding leads. His national figures have tightened the national Poll numbers have um, tightened a bit. So Biden had been up about nine to 10 points several days ago. He's now down to about eight points, depending on which poll you're looking at. Um, Still very strong. Um, The battlegrounds, his leads are also very healthy at around four points in aggregate. He's doing very well in the Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota region. Um, Florida is still extraordinarily close. Biden is, is still in the lead, but um, you know, not with the, he is not beyond the margin of error for that state. That's obviously a crucial state for Trump. Um, Pennsylvania is still probably the single most important state, as one of the as whoever wins that state um, will likely get to 270 plus electoral college votes. Um, so Biden is still in the lead. You know, again, there are still a lot of questions about if the polls are accurate or not. I think they are accurate to the extent they provide a snapshot of the race at this point in time. If it were held today, Biden would win. Um, you can certainly make the argument that Trump still has some time to narrow that gap and and um, and uh, and pick up some more momentum. Obviously, you have the debate tonight. This is going to be the last major event that Trump has to really kind of close the gap. Um, I sent around a preview of that debate yesterday. I also have a lot written up this morning about just the poll dynamics on the presidential and and within the Senate. Um, So take a look at that. Uh, Regarding the Senate, you still have this. This to me is still the single biggest macro question mark in the entire market is this will really determine just how much incremental fiscal stimulus will be um, enacted uh, after the election. Um, I sent around a scenario analysis yesterday, just looking at the various different permutations as far as White House Senate outcome. Um, you know, I, at a minimum, you're probably looking at about a trillion dollars of fiscal stimulus. But if you do see this blue wave, um, you know, you're looking at possibly, depending on how you do the math and add up the various different initiatives, five trillion plus 
Democrats have an edge in the Senate still, but not not as clear a one as they have for the White House. So that is still the biggest area of unknown right now in the market. Uh, on COVID, you continue to have cases surge. You continue to have various mitigation measures get enacted, um, in, primarily in Europe. And while you are avoiding the wholesale lockdowns of March and April, you are seeing some stringent actions um, get taken. So Ireland earlier in the week um, put in some pretty forceful mitigation steps, and then the Czech Republic as well. Um, so again, you are seeing countries get more aggressive as they attempt to clamp down on on case figures. In terms of treatments, vaccines, et cetera, very little has changed there. You had the head of Operation Warp Speed come out and said that the Johnson Johnson and AstraZeneca trials in the U.S., both of which are on pause, could resume as soon as this week. I don't think it's terribly shocking. I think most people assume that you would see those trials resume. The Pfizer-BNTX vaccine candidate is still thought to be furthest ahead. Those companies continue to talk about having data out, preliminary data out before the end of this month. We'll have to see how all that unfolds, followed by Moderna, which should have data out in November. Um, there was no major economic data this morning. There was no major central bank headlines this morning. Um, and that is essentially the macro framework. So again, extraordinarily consistent with where we were yesterday, the day before, et cetera. There has not been a lot of change on the macro front. Um, you had a ton of earnings out, uh, both of the US and in Europe. Um, I have all write-ups in the piece this morning. I'm not going to go through everything. Um, you know, you are. This is still a very healthy season statistically. You're still seeing companies um, have seen a very rapid rebound in business trends from the lockdown trough levels of March and April. Um, you know, vastly exceeding strict expectations. You're seeing relatively healthy guidance for the most part, um, but you aren't. You know, you're seeing the market take a relatively glass half empty approach to these reports in that you aren't seeing the stocks increase um, commensurate with the uh, magnitude of the upside on EPS for a variety of reasons, um, which I write about. So again, statistically, it's a very solid season. Um, in Europe this morning as well, the numbers were you know generally fine. Um, Unilever, Schneider Electric, Hermes all posted, you know again, healthy figures, um, but you're not, obviously not seeing the price action in the market this morning. Um, just looking at the calendar for today, the focus will stay on earnings. Um, this morning in particular is very busy. You have American Airlines, you have Dow Chemical, Coca-Cola, Southwest, AT&T, Pulte Homes, United Pacific, and a lot more. Um, it's not as busy after the close. You really just have Capital One and Intel are the big ones for tonight. You have the jobless claim today. 30 will be watched just given that you, you, know, you have seen those figures plateau over the last several weeks. Um, the final debate between Trump and Biden, I had a preview out on that yesterday. It's on the website. Um, you do have an FDA advisory panel meeting today with regards to vaccines. Um, I w I'm sure you're going to see a lot of headlines come out of that event. I don't necessarily think it's going to be all that crucial for the market. There's been a ton of noise about the um, you know the the parameters for approval, both an EUA and then a formal uh, approval from the FDA. the The FDA has published in the in the last several months statistics. Um, or rather criteria for how they were going to be looking at these vaccines as far as efficacy and safety, et cetera. So none of that is really terribly surprising. Um, again, I think it's just going to come down to the underlying data. When you know when we see these Pfizer data, when we see the Moderna data, and then AstraZeneca and the, and the rest of them. Um, and then investors can make the determination based on the data whether or not you're going to see um, you know approvals take place and then whether or not you're going to see people actually go out and, um, and decide to consume this vaccine. You know, it still looks like if you were to see all of these vaccines get approved by the end of this year, that it's not going to be until probably the spring or the summer that you see these vaccines are, are readily available to the general population. 
Um, so that's kind of been the timeline for a while. And I, and I don't think that will change all that much. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.